Opinionated Sports with Sam Knight. Captivating opinions and engaging discussions on the latest news and events. Well, the couch coaches are out in groves today, and they're really everywhere you look, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the internet, TV, it doesn't really matter. They're everywhere, and they all have their opinions, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but unfortunately, a lot of people's opinions are wrong. And, you know, first of all, I want to say the Denver Broncos played a great game. I mean, of course, you know, this is an all-time great defense. This is one of the better defenses to ever play the game. And if you disagree with me, just go look at what they've done this year. I mean, they decided to build an older roster. They decided to build older than younger. John Elway wanted guys that really loved the game of football and were really going to put everything they had into it. So he went to find guys that truly love football and, you know, that were a little bit older, that that maybe weren't at the beginning of their career and that maybe they weren't, you know, the, at the top of their game. And, and that's okay, um, clearly. A lot of people didn't like it at first, and they wondered, why would you go older than younger? Don't you want to have sustainability and success over the years? But he made his choices, and in turn, he built one of the better defenses that you're ever going to see. And then he made a great hire and hired Wade Phillips as the defensive coordinator, who, as a lot of you know, was hired after 21 other defensive coordinators were hired, which is just insane to me um, that 21 – hires could be made before Wade Phillips got hired because the man may not have been a great head coach, but obviously he's one of the better defensive coordinators in the league. And, you know, there's a lot of people hating on Cam today. I mean, I've never, it's been a while since I've seen someone get hated on this much, maybe since LeBron did his little thing. But it's kind of annoying to me almost that so many people are hating on Cam because number one, you can't relate to him. You can't even try to put yourself in his shoes. And you know what? The celebration doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. The dabbing, all that stuff, it doesn't get to me. I mean, he's a competitive dude, and he likes to celebrate, and and I don't have a problem with that, and I think a lot of people do, and I don't think he's disrespecting the game. I think it's just the new age, the new way that things are going to be played, and I think people need to get used to it because it's only going to get more and more intense for more and more players. Cam ain't going to be the last person to be dabbing and to be celebrating like he is, I promise you. It's only going to become more common. So, you know, like it or not, you may as well get used to it. But, um... You know, Cam, he he didn't handle the post-game press conference like a lot of people would have wanted him to, and I think he deserves criticism for it, for sure. You know, he definitely didn't handle it right, and he definitely deserves to get criticized. But I think people need a little perspective when they're when they're talking about this. I mean, this isn't like the backyard football match he just lost, and now he has to go talk to reporters. This isn't, you know, a regular season game where things didn't go his way. You know, this is, this is the Super Bowl. This is the pinnacle of all sports. This is the event. The national championship this year got 25 million viewers, and the Super Bowl last year, because this year's numbers haven't been released, got around 115 million viewers. So this is it. I mean, this is like 20 World Series games, 20 NBA championship games, like six college football championship games. So really the pinnacle of all sports is right here with the Super Bowl, and you put everything you have in your soul into this game. And it all starts with preseason. Preseason is going to start here. Not even in that long, five, six months, if that, probably sooner than that. You know, the draft's in two months. But you start and you, and you train all offseason. You put everything you have. And then you go through this grueling 16-game season. Grueling. I mean, punishment week after week. Your body's beat up. You're down. You're up. You're this. You're that. 
and they weathered the storm the whole year, and Cam led that team to where they were today. And without Cam, they're not even in the playoffs. And unless they have Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, they're not in the playoffs. So I want you to think about this. Whatever your profession is, whether you're in sales in the business world or, you know, I mean, shoot, it can be literally, even if you're a mom of a kid and and your full-time job is to watch over your kid. I mean, think about you not getting this sale that you spent the entire year on. January 1st opens up and you are, whenever your fiscal year starts and you have the chance for a brand new sale. And this sale is going to revolutionize your company. And it's going to mark your name down as one of the greatest salespeople of all time. And you'll be remembered forever if this sale goes through. You're going to get a million dollars in compensation. The most you've ever gotten was, I don't know, 200000 which may sound crazy to people. But just put yourself in these shoes. Whatever your situation may be, I want you to imagine yourself at the pinnacle of your profession. The very, very top. And, and it's about to go down. The biggest surgery of your life, which is a little different because, you know, we're talking people's lives at this point. But you get what I'm saying. And I want you to imagine failing and not achieving what you wanted. And, you know, for me, this would be I get an episode on ESPN and I get 30 minutes and I just bomb and I just fail. And I don't and I don't live up to the expectations and the hype that was built up for me. And I and I don't accomplish the things that I want to accomplish, you know. Your soul, you're not just going to be upset. You're not going to be hurt. You're not going to be just sad. Cam wasn't just sad. This man's soul was crushed. His heart that he put into this was crushed. And I get it. He deserves criticism. He should have handled it better. Russell Wilson, after the Super Bowl against the Patriots, was, you know, perky jerky, just all happy, ready to go. But that is Russell Wilson. But, uh, I mean, I don't think people are putting themselves in Cam's position. I mean, this man's soul was crushed. He wasn't just sad. I, I mean, like, you literally took his heart and ripped it out of his chest. And I just think that's what we were, the result we were seeing. You know, he was congratulating Peyton after the game, all smiles, happy, hugging, showed a lot of professionalism. He didn't get up on the, on the media and just start cussing people out and dropping F-bombs and this and that. No, I mean, he was... He was so hurt he could barely talk, and, and, and he looked like he was a seconds away from bursting out in tears. So, you know, I just want to say I don't think that Cam is without criticism. I think he definitely deserves to be criticized. But let's put ourselves in Cam's shoes and really think about this for a minute. I mean, this is a huge deal. He may never get back to the Super Bowl, and he very may, may well get back to the Super Bowl because even though he had a bad game, you know, he was 18 for 41, 265 yards, no TDs, and one interception with 45 rushing yards. By far the the worst game he's had in the past 20 something games. Really not even close. Um you know, he he's it's just tough, you know. It's just really tough when you when you work that hard for something and then you fail and you're in your full expectation cuz Cam wasn't coming in this game thinking, "Oh, this is an all-time great defense. We're not going to we're not going to win this game," you know. He is just 100% all in, going to win this game. And it didn't happen, and I think it was tough. And I think Cam's 26 years old. No, I mean, I know he's 26 years old, and I think he's a kid. And I think that a lot of people are forgetting that. You know, he's 26. Imagine if you at 26 on the biggest stage in your career and then multiply because whatever your career is, chances are 115 million people aren't going to be watching. So multiply whatever the biggest stage in your career is by a trillion, and that's pretty much the stage that Cam was on, and he failed. He didn't do what he needed to do, and it crushed him. It destroyed his soul. And I understand the criticism. I think he deserves some, but I think we all need to remember he's still a human. He's still 26 years old. He's a fantastic quarterback. He's the face of this league. And hopefully he can learn from this and really come back and and be better. And I don't know if it's going to be 
impossible for him to play better because without Cam Newton, they're not in the Super Bowl, and there's no debate about that. Without Cam Newton, unless they have Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, the Panthers are not in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he literally pretty much single-handedly led them to this game, and they won 23 out of their last 25, 26-ish games. Cam Newton's the man, and he handled this poorly, but I hope and I think he's going to bounce back, and he's going to mature, and he's going to be better than ever, which scares me as a Saints fan. I'll say that. <clears throat> so... I was saying before the game, it was a really tough pick who was going to win and what was going to happen because in the NFC, we weren't sure what to make of the substance that Carolina produced because who knows if Seattle was really that good of a team. They started off slow. I think they were 1-4. and four. The Camp Chancellor hold out. They never really got clicking on all cylinders, and they just really weren't a fantastic team this year. They really weren't. They got hot for a period of time, but... You know, they didn't beat anyone really too remarkable. They they just they were a good team. They weren't a great team. They weren't the past two years Seahawks, that's for sure. And then Arizona, who while they were fantastic in the regular season, we all know the deal with Carson Palmer. I mean, we all know who he is in the in the playoffs, and he's just not the same guy. And that Cardinals team was just not the same team. So, you know, how how tough did the Panthers really get tested, you know? I mean, did they really, really get tested? And did we really see them go up against a real team? I tell you what, I would have loved to see the Panthers go up against a healthy Steelers, Patriots, or or excuse me, Steelers or Patriots team. Because the Steelers obviously took the Broncos, gave them all they can handle, and the Steelers were banged up, man. A healthy Steelers team, you might have been seeing them against the Panthers actually in the Super Bowl. Um, And of course the Patriots, you know, I think they had like one starter on the offensive line, Deion Lewis out the entire year. Gronk, Edelman, and Amendola all coming off of injuries probably aren't 100% in Denver. I just feel like it was just the circumstances were just overwhelmingly in favor of the Broncos. And the Broncos, to their credit, have one of the best defenses of all time this year. I mean, they really do. And they won in spite of Peyton Manning. They didn't win because of Peyton Manning. They won in spite of Peyton Manning and in spite of an average Brock Osweiler. So, you know, Peyton throws nine TDs and 17 interceptions the entire year. He's hands down the worst quarterback that's ever played in the Super Bowl. And, of course, overall his career he's not. But this year he is the worst quarterback that has ever played in the Super Bowl. And it's not even a question about it. And he played horrible in the Super Bowl. He played terrible. You know, he, I said that for them to win, he needs to throw at least one TD and can have no interceptions. Well, he was 13 for 23, 141 yards, no TDs, and one interceptions. So if you had read anyone in America those stats before the game, you say, oh, well, the page, or the Broncos, there's no way they're winning. But we forgot about the best defense of all time. And no, I, all right, that's a stretch. Maybe not the best defense of all time, but one of the great defenses that you're going to see. There's no doubt about that. And the number one defense in the NFL when playing in the Super Bowl is 10-2. and two. The great defenses always win. Think back to the Bucks versus the Raiders. You know, the Bucks just put it on them, just destroyed them. Those Ravens teams, those Patriots teams. You know, the Patriots and the Broncos are the only two teams ever just to win a Super Bowl with one TD scored in the Super Bowl. And I believe it was the 2004 Patriots and obviously this year's Broncos. So, you know, people say you need you have to have a quarterback to win, and I think that's true for the most part. You really do. I mean, every single team that was in the playoffs this year pretty much for the most part had a very good quarterback. Andy Dalton was hurt, but, you know, without a good quarterback, I don't think you make the playoffs. But with that being said, if you have one of the all-time great defenses, you really don't need much of anything else besides an average running game and, you know, very mediocre quarterback play throughout the year. And that's exactly what the Broncos got. They got very, very mediocre quarterback play. 
and fantastic defensive play. Von Miller, what a stud. He's the 10th player to ever win defensive MVP or to win the Super Bowl MVP as a defensive player. I believe he's the fourth linebacker ever getting joined or joining Ray Lewis and a couple other people. And, you know, this defense stood up. They did what they had to do. They held they held the excuse me, they held the best quarterback in the NFL to 265 yards passing and 45 yards rushing with no TDs. They only allowed one touchdown total. And it was really, really cool to watch, you know, Von Miller. But, I mean, it's not a shock. We saw what they did to the Patriots, and I think the Patriots are the best team in the NFL this year, even though the Broncos beat them twice because of all their injuries. You know, we saw what they did to the Patriots, this fantastic team. They just kept beating the crap out of Tom Brady. They hit him like 24 times. They just were relentless, and they didn't really have to blitz that much to hit him. And, th- and I think that's the key. They didn't have to blitz a ton to get to Cam. They just beat him up. And you could tell from the second series in that game on, Cam in Cam's eyes, you could just tell this wasn't going to be the same. This was going to be a lot different than the other games that we'd seen. You could just tell Cam didn't have that demeanor, that personality. And it was just going to be different. And it was, you know, and clearly the defense – they won in spite of Peyton Manning. They won because of that defense. And, you know, congratulations to the Broncos. They sat Cam six times. They blitzed 25 times. They blitzed Cam 25 times. Hit him 12 times. And that was the second most times anyone's blitzed in the NFL Super Bowl history. So props to Wade Phillips on a great game plan. But I just want everyone to put themselves in Cam's shoes. Take a step back from the emotion. Don't let the celebrations get to you because he's a kid having a good time. And criticize him, sure. He deserves it. He shouldn't have done what he did when he walked out and pouted. But this is a kid on the biggest stage possible. Literally the biggest stage you could ever, ever, ever imagine. And he failed. And he's so disappointed in himself. He's so much more disappointed in himself than anyone else is. And it's just eating him alive on the inside. And he just wants to probably cry and throw up at the same time. And he's just getting hammered with questions from the media. It's just a tough spot. And I've always said, I don't know if I agree. I don't. I mean, I guess players should have to answer to the media after games because that's part of their responsibility. But they're so emotional. I mean, go back to, to Richard Sherman freaking out and screaming after they won. You know, it's just these guys are emotional right after these things happen. And and I think it's tough to expect anything other than a human response from these guys because they are human after all. So criticize Cam, you know, say what you want. But in the end of the day, I think it's really clear he's a human being. He loves this game of football. He loves it. And it crushed his soul that they lost. And I hope that he can learn from his mistakes and he can come back and get better than ever. Thanks for tuning in to Opinionated Sports. This is a short rant about the Super Bowl. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. If you're liking these episodes, please head on over to iTunes, leave a review, head on over to Opinionated Sports on Facebook and check it out. Got a lot of great content, a lot of fantastic guests coming soon. So thanks so much, guys, for checking out Opinionated Sports. means the world to me. Looking forward to bringing you some more great content soon.